The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 till 11. And there's a new campaign out to try and improve the screening of newborn babies. Apparently, the screening hasn't really been updated since the 1980s, and there's a number of new advancements in medical technology that could be taken advantage of. On the line to discuss this, we've got Felicity McNeil, who is the chair and co-founder of Better Access Australia. Felicity, good morning. Good morning, Mitchell, and thanks for your time to talk about this really important issue for Australian kids. So can you start by telling us what actually happens now with the screening process? Certainly. So newborn blood spot screening is a test you do about 48 hours when a baby's born. We take a couple of drops of blood from a heel prick to screen for rare but really serious medical conditions that affect a very small number of babies born each year. We do that because time to diagnosis and rare conditions is about life-threatening protections. We used to be the leaders in this. Australia used to be the leader with 25 conditions that we screened for, but we haven't updated it since the 1980s. Today, if we've got children born in the US, they're being screened for over 80 diseases, 76 of which have treatment. And the reason we care about this is because these 80 diseases, these are the leading cause of of death in girls under 14 and the third largest cause of death in boys under 14. We can fix this and we can fix it now. Worse still, I'm really worried about, you know, babies born in Geelong are not getting the same access to screening as a baby born in Albury. And with new you know, evolutions and treatments, we need to do something about that today. Has it really not changed at all since the 1980s? It really has not changed since the 1980s. We've run a number of pilot programs over the years, but we haven't added anything universally in Australia to diagnose and treat rare diseases. So, for example, you might have seen a lot of commentary lately about new treatments for spinal muscular atrophy. We've been piloting the test for that in New South Wales for three years and a baby born in Albury will get access to life-saving treatment from birth if they're born in Albury. But if they're born in Modonga, they won't because Victoria won't offer the test. We've had tests... Sorry. I was just going to say, I'm assuming this is done then on a state-by-state basis as state governments decide what the screening process entails? Oh, I wish it was that simple. We have a really complex process in place where we go to a national committee to decide what should or shouldn't be screened and then the Federal Minister writes at the end to his state and territory colleagues and nothing happens. So why is it different in Victoria to New South Wales then? So it always comes down to individual advocacy and this is the problem. We've got individual patients and individual individual clinicians advocating for diseases in the hopes that they'll get focused on and, and diagnosed and that's what we see in New South Wales. We don't have that same advocacy in Victoria. We've just seen advocacy in Western Australia trying to get access to spinal muscular atrophy testing. But the reality is this should be available for all babies. My postcode should not determine whether you will diagnose my baby with a life-threatening condition. What types of conditions would you like to see added to the screening that aren't currently there? Now, you've mentioned one of them, but I'm assuming there are a lot more. Absolutely. I mean, many of your listeners have probably seen uh, the stories about Nate in the weekend papers. He's a little boy with Pompeii. This is a disease that we've had a treatment for in Australia for almost 10 years. We took 200 days to, to diagnose him and we could have done it in five days if we'd had neonatal screening. His disease, Pompeii, is a common one in respect of enzyme replacements or amino acid placements, uh, diseases like sickle cell, diseases like blood diseases like his haemoglobin. These are all diseases that can potentially affect our children. And if we diagnose early, then we can treat and manage their conditions. 
some of these conditions are as simple as actually making sure we modify a child's diet so they don't build up toxins in their body. Some of these conditions are about more complex treatments, but the reality is it's all there today and it's inexcusable that if we can treat something, we're not testing for it at birth. Um, In terms of the actual process that would be required, how would it change what happens now? Would there be more samples of blood that are required to be taken or is it just taking the same samples and uh, just going through more tests? It's the same sample. It's a one-off sample and we just run a few more tests on it. It really is that simple and that's what's scary about this is that... You know, on Sunday, we'll have spent $11 million testing 110,000 people for COVID. 821 babies were born on Sunday, and we wouldn't spend $10 to do those extra screenings for 50 diseases. We couldn't spare $8,000 on Sunday to fully protect Australia's babies. And what is involved in the extra screenings? Is it largely automated now, or is it still someone actually in a lab looking at each individual sample? It is about using a a mass spectrometer. It is about actually putting the the sample into a machine that does the analysis in in a tandem mass spectrometer and then someone interpreting those results. I see. Well, it's uh, an interesting state of affairs, isn't it? And I think you've got an online petition that you're encouraging people to to, uh, to sign if they are uh, sympathetic to your cause and are wanting to see change. Oh, yes, please, Mitchell. And we'd encourage everyone in the Geelong community in the outer regions to look at that and make sure that all our babies are protected, not just for spinal muscular atrophy, but for the 50-odd diseases that we could treat and prevent for today. And when you've raised this with federal or state governments, what sort of a reaction have you had? Uh, Look, we're starting to get some very interesting traction. Most people are shocked as a parent to realise that their babies weren't screened for these diseases in the first place. There's an assumption that when that heel prick test is taken that everybody is screening for everything. So we've got some interesting meetings coming up in the coming weeks and we're starting to get a lot of traction on the fact that there is existing international evidence for this today. We don't have to reinvent the wheel. This is not a complex process. We just have to have leadership to say, do it, do it now and do it well. And enough of this postcode work and enough of making parents. I mean, we have to remember, if you look online, most of the advocacy going on right now is by parents and families who have lost a child because they weren't diagnosed at birth and they're trying to change this for future families. That's outrageous. We need to fix that for them today. And the cost, you said, is $10 per child. So I think I've got here $3 million a year for 300,000 newborns for an additional 50 conditions tested. Yes. Well, thanks for being on the program. Uh, Good luck with the campaign. Thanks for sharing it with us this morning. Thanks so much, Mitchell. Appreciate your time. Thank you. Felicity McNeil with us there, who is the chair and the uh, founder or co-founder of Better Access Australia, which is campaigning for an improvement to... Uh, the screenings that take place for newborns. The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 to 11. Or search for Mitchell's Front Page on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or wherever you get your podcasts.